0: welcome thank you once again for hanging out with us this is a special occasion because this is episode 400 of the one and only Ooh. it in the D show this thing started what back in 2000 when did we start this 13 um wow, yeah. a few iterations but yeah this is episode 400 we're very happy to be broadcasting live from our homes no longer quarantined i'm your host bob walton be along with producer randy walker special guest this week neil Nozakowski, the ceo of highscore esports we're going to be talk about the new gaming lounge opening up in Farmington Hills and the whole gaming world in general and all the things I like to argue about when I was in the 80s and when, when I my games were better than your games. But anyway, uh, happy Father's Day to everyone that celebrated. Also, happy Juneteenth. We can, you can find us online, itinthede.com. Give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Uh, quick shout-out to Nancy Whiskey's Really appreciate you last week. I uh, had a little, honestly, a uh, better turnout than I, than I anticipated. It was a, it was a perfect turnout and not too many people, not too light uh, for networking over at Nancy whiskey's. Uh, we're going to be doing it for the next two months we booked already. So the August and September events are going to be at Nancy whiskey's in the patio, J- July and August, July and August. I think we're in July right now, July and August. And then September we're going to, uh, I think we're going to whiskey in a jar and uh, ham So we got the, pretty much the calendar set for the next uh, four months or so. So uh, find on meetup.com slash it in the D if you want to keep track of where we are and I look forward to meet you. So I haven't done a good rant in a very, very long time and there's something going on in the world that I'm not a big fan of. Have you driven Randy or Neil from your home to anywhere in Detroit and back using I-75? Yes. (laughs) Frequently. So what I'm, What happened to me was I plug in Nancy whiskeys, right? And it tells me I'm going to be like 45, 50 minutes to get there. And I call Randy. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I'm going to be like 15 minutes late. I left like the house early. Had me get off at every single exit, starting at like Big Beaver Road to take Woodward down. And literally every exit, no matter what, I got there on time. Coming home. Has me get off of every exit going home to take Woodward home. I got home 20 minutes earlier than what it said. Saturday, we go to the DCFC game in Hamtramck. Same thing. Going home. Same thing. Like, can Google tell or can someone on an MDOT announce, like, do not steer people clear of I-75 because traffic sucks? Because I've never heard of that before. And if I've been living under a rock, maybe. But this is completely new to me. I've never seen any road like that happen. I don't. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why I wanted you to avoid seventy five so badly, but it did it Two days in a row, two different spots. Again, going to Corktown, going to Hamtramck. Like it had me getting off at McNichols, coming home from Hamtramck to take McNichols to Woodward to home. Like it was. It was purposely avoiding me going, and there was zero traffic. It was Saturday. I think I had to step on the brakes twice, like lightly. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't know if, uh, like, I didn't realize you could manipulate traffic patterns. Um, but just going through normal traffic, I made 20 minutes I made out ahead.
1: Somebody's biking down 75 with, like, 20 cell phones, so it looks like there's a traffic jam. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I haven't used Google Maps in years. Apple Maps has been really good lately, so that's what I use for my navigation.
0: Google Maps always did me right until now, and now I'm angry, and I don't know. Now, I got to go back. Is MapQuest still a thing? have to go... Uh,
1: I don't know if Waze is any better, maybe it's owned by Google now, but it might it's the same shit.
0: Yeah. Um (laughs) dude, I used to have to business trips. I remember it wasn't that long ago. You have to print it out. Like, because I remember I flew like around the country. So I'm like, I had to go from like the hotel to like the from the airport. So I had to type like MCO to you know whatever hotel I was staying at, and then the hotel to the, you know, yeah, and then all the like I literally had a whole folder full of like printed maps. Anyway, um, couple. We always like talking about movies. I know Loki has been amazing. Actually, um, I watched the Screen Crush afterwards, and I'm not angry. Um, I think they're doing a freaking hell of a job. It's is definitely not a, uh, um, Scott Bakula Quantum Leap, uh, ripoff. They're they're kind of. I think they're killing it. They're um, kind of creating their own little world, and it's all this like free will versus the will of, you know, will of man versus the will of God or whatever the the MCU God is. But I think it's uh it's super cool the way it's turning, um, I once it, like me and my wife will always watch movies, and we always watch these trash movies because we find out oh that that one looks like a good thriller movie we'll watch that one, um we actually were pleasantly surprised if you haven't watched the movie Wrong Turn, um I don't think there's anybody famous in it you need to catch it it's one of those motel hell cars going through runs over nails you know the, there's people in the woods, um. I'm not going to lie. This thing took twists and I was like completely wrapped up in this thing. The ending was awesome. Like it almost like I had like a Tarantino feel uh, like feel at the end. Um, Totally awesome. But it's called wrong turn. And then uh, have you guys, either of you guys seen hostile three. Yeah. Long time ago. So here's the problem with, with movies that were filmed in Detroit. Like I couldn't watch the movie because every time they were in a different area, I'm like, "Ooh, Ooh, they're in the Masonic theater now. Ooh, that's the Russell. Ooh, they're, they're they're at Industry in Pontiac. Ooh, that's Cass Ave. So like literally you can't it's not like you had to follow those movies, but like you stop watching it and you just start looking at where they're at. And like the the big area where they did the stage theater where they killed the people, that's in the Masonic. You could totally tell with the architecture and everything. Um totally garbage movie. They're they're at the they're supposed to be in Vegas, but they're at Greektown Casino. You could tell with the carpet and like the, and the, the Greek murals in the ceiling, you know, and it's like, come on, you know, but you know, it was fun. It was a fun watch anyway. Um, I don't know if this is a uh, good news, bad news. I don't know how many people care. There's a movies pop up coming to Detroit at the uh, tin roof. Randy, are you going to, are you going to stand in line for
1: that? I'm not a clerks fan dogma fan. So it's not really a big deal to me. So I kind of am, but I don't know if I want to stand in line for like a,
0: for like a bar burger, like just to take a picture next to the I, sh- I can assure you we're open sign. Yeah. Um, apparently it's like twenty nine bucks, and it comes with ticket. You got to buy tickets. Um, it comes with a, a, a additional items are available for for purchase, but it's really just burger and fries for twenty nine bucks. And you got to buy tickets.
1: Yeah, I have a friend who's really into Kevin Smith, so he definitely got the tickets. Yeah, you know, I am too. I bought tickets for his two of his shows. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I went to a show with you once, I believe, and it was fine. It's just not he's not really my my thing.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, won't see you there, then I'll be there. Um so what is Google doing? Who's their on their product team? Because they do awesome stuff. And then every other week it seems like they gotta they can't figure out what they want to do. Um Google Hangouts is now Google Chat but it wasn't a Google chat before and then it was just G chat before, but then it became what's Google meet. I don't know. Like I thought hangouts became Google meet. That's M E E T not M E A T. Um, But like new, new Google chat product, but it was Google hangouts became Google meet, but now it says Google hangouts is Google chat, but it always, always you know, how long it'll last this one. I'll give it
1: three months. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i don't know they had they had a problem with the branding between hangouts and and chat for you know nobody wants to use a tool called hangouts for a professional business so
0: but that's why they that's why they did meet
1: yeah i, have,
0: I do have meet, meet up M E A T dot network i think i think i bought it once when i was drunk at salinas um i just don't you have to like you have to have networking events either at gay bars or barbecue joints i don't know how else uh, I, I think either way it could work. Either way it would work. Um, but then um, the one thing that's kind of, you know, it hit me a couple of times because I've gotten notifications that I'm kind of going through now. Um, basically the largest password compilation leak of all time, 8.4 billion entries. Um, I went to go on my Google where the stored passwords were. There's like 371 like sites and apps and stuff I have my password on. And now it's like, I want to go and make uniques. Um, I don't know. Neil, you've been in IT a very long time. What's your What's your take? Are you using 1Password? What are you doing to like, you know, are you just saving it in your phone? I use
2: RoboForm across everything. And I use the generator that comes with RoboForm for all my passwords. So I probably know a small handful of actual passwords and all the rest are stored there. I mean, if I ever forget my RoboForm password, I'm basically dead in the water.
0: But Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much.
2: And I probably have 600 or so passwords. Okay. So across all the companies and my personal stuff. And yeah, I I wouldn't know what to do without honestly. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sure some of my passwords are on that list without a doubt. At least some old ones.
1: I've used a password manager for the longest time now, but you know, before I used it, a lot of passwords were used. And so... Do I go back to those sites and see if there are ones still around and update the password on them? Do I update them next time I'm on it? Do I go through my password manager's recommendation of these sites maybe compromised? You might want to consider changing your password. Or, you know, it also tells me, you've used this password on these 37 sites. You should probably change it on all of them. And that's just, do I sit down and, like, book the whole weekend just to change my <laughs> passwords across the internet? Or, like, I, when do I, I do this? How often do wait, I do this?
0: Wait until you get hacked? Because I know, yeah, like... Bro. Oh, you know what actually um cyber news like the, the article that I posted Randy they have a check and see if your password's been leaked oh yeah and I typed in my generic I used like one a variation of one password like 15 different ways but it's a and it has couldn't find your password in any leaked databases doesn't mean you're immune it says but um, there's a leak password checker if you uh you know that was uh do you remember when the uh, Ashley Madison hack happened or the leak and of course everybody uses their hotmail or their their Yahoo Their bullshit account. And of course, I found mine was on there. I'm like, well, you know, it's all like just jargon. I think it was Judge Smales underscore (laughs) 1996 or some stupid whenever I made it. Um, But yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. And then um, imagine flying and they're saying, oh, you can't fly. Why? Uh, Because we had a computer outage. What, What was the computer outage for? Well, our weather app isn't working, so we can't fly. So Southwest, uh, basically, uh, twice in 24 hours last week. Um, but it wasn't their like you'd think. Like, okay, your system went down, and I kind of joke about that. Okay, every sales guy in the world is going to call you. Um, but apparently now, uh, it was their third party weather app, so they couldn't check the weather. But again, don't they have windows on these airplanes? That's I don't, you know. <laughs> but they could. not So basically, they're saying up, oh, you can't fly, and they're showing like pictures of grounded flights like and there's just thousands of people sitting in the airport like getting home and stuff like you like i don't want to say you can't do that to people i guess my safety is i'd rather wait a day than you know being unsafe in the air but like you know i don't know got to air planes trains and automobiles man gotta rent a u-haul and drive your ass home apparently
2: (laughs) Um, that's what they usually use a third-party weather app i mean wouldn't the national weather service be part of that somehow or the FAA in charge or something like that it seems kind of odd. Like,
1: and why is there well, no fallback? Weather's down. So <laughs> why is there no what? Why is there no fallback if this system is so crucial? Right. right. Why don't they have a backup?
0: You're yeah, right. You think okay, we're gonna if that one doesn't work, we're gonna use weather.com as a <laughs> failsafe. Like, who's the contingency? Yeah. Okay. Now all the all the DR and the business continuity salespeople are calling Southwest now. Do you have a backup plan if your weather third party weather app goes down? Wait, that just happened? I didn't know. I would like to show you a demo of my product anyway. Um and here's the uh I've been watching I've been in heaven lately watching soccer. Um it's crazy that how much power Ronaldo has over like the world and I don't know if it was a uh he's sitting in front of I know Neil we talked about this the other day. The guy's sitting at a table. There's two bottles of Coke and there's 7,500 logos behind him. He takes the two bottles of Coke off the table and then the price of Coke, they take a $4 billion market cap hit the stock almost immediately, Um, which makes no sense to me because who's sitting there with Coke in their portfolio sees that and goes, calls their broker and says, Ronaldo, put the Coke down, sell. Like Again, that's one of the reasons how my stock prices make no sense to me. Um, but that's one more. So, um, I guess bad on him. Good on him. I don't know. Missing out on a lot of money with Coke. Who knows? I think that's the problem, right? Is people don't
2: call their broker and the broker is knowledgeable enough to say, listen, that's dumb. Don't do that. People just go on their E-Trade app and go sell
0: Robin so, hood. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I made 10 grand on Coke last year, but since Ronaldo doesn't like it, I don't I don't want to make money no more right unbelievable randy what's this garbage about murder hornets i never believed all this crap that was a dave thing
1: oh they're they're back again in the news i feel like they're just being set up to be like you know covid was just an incidental thing and like murder hornets are going to be the big bad because they keep teasing them in the news so often but they've uh, discovered murder hornets again for the first time this year they're uh been discovered in washington state have they ever killed anyone uh, I don't know in the U.S., but uh, definitely people have uh, people have died from them, and it is incredibly painful. I've watched uh, this dude on YouTube tracks down painful insects and lets them intentionally sting him, and he rates them on a scale. And it it's bad. I thought you were going to say you watched people die from hornet stings. Right. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not watching insect snuff films. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, no. <laughs> yeah, murdered hornets need four masks to keep you safe now. So we have instead of two masks, now we gotta wear four masks. Um, but hey, one thing I did forget in the beginning, uh sometimes it gets ahead of me and I forget. Um, whatever you're drinking, if it's a water, if it's a pop, or if it's a beer, whatever, shot. Uh we always like to do a shot to the one and only Dave the Geek Phillips. Uh definitely miss you, buddy. Wish uh you were around to uh with your ridiculously awful laugh that we miss more than anything. So cheers, <laughs> bud um so yeah let's hop into it um high score esports um neil you founded this a few years back i guess talk to me about you know the the origin story i always like those on uh mm-hmm. we're, we're you know trying to i know you've been a lifelong gamer same as me i guess where did this whole uh this passion project start and spin it up to actually a real company
2: yeah you know we go back to high school days, right? Bringing the PCs together, because you had to have a LAN party that wasn't really reliable internet for that kind of stuff, or even games that use the internet. Um a of Playing fact, Quake? Uh, Quake or uh, yeah. Command and Conquer, which I've got my brotherhood of Nodger on here for. Um, and Command and Conquer used to be multiplayer over IPX, and that's going way back, right? I don't know if anybody even knows what that is anymore. Um, so you had to be plugged in together on the same network, really, to, to get anything to work. Uh, so it's been a long time. I and mean, we're not going to say when I went to high school, but it was quite a while ago. And um, so when I started my first company, uh, we had a basement in the building we are in. So what we would do is hold land parties there. Uh, and that was 2001, 2000. Um, so that's kind of what, like, where the real gaming lounge started um spent those 20 years the past 20 years researching lounges going and visiting we've been to almost every one of them in the country um, at least at a certain point in time and looking at what they do right and wrong and developing a strategy to build the real gaming lounge or esports lounge where people can come and join a league be competitive uh, get into tournaments, um, basically get better. Um, right now, we're getting into a point where colleges and high schools all have eSports teams. Uh, you can get college scholarships for eSports just like you can football or soccer, or baseball. Um, so it's kind of like it, it started such a long time ago that there were none of these things around and it's evolved on its own. And it's kind of come into its own the past four or five years. And that's about the same time that uh, High Score started to really put some roots down. We had our facility in Ferndale, uh, which I know you guys have been to, and other people. Um, we used to have some podcast meetups there. And um, so we had closed that down not too long ago. Last year was a loss, right? <laughs> um, during the year last year, uh, the city of Farmington Hills was building out their community center. And that's when we struck up a deal with them, so we have a public private partnership in place where a our company is providing or building a facility within their building uh, that we will run, uh, but it's housed in their facility. It's this massive two hundred and forty thousand square foot building um, and we have a little corner up on the third floor and that's gonna be uh, opening up in September, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of issues right now, right? Uh, You know, we want all the latest and greatest. We're not gonna bring back some five, six year old PCs. So uh, acquiring new PCs is difficult. Uh, You mentioned crypto whatever coin mining the whole deal uh it's a causing a huge issue for availability in video cards um prices are through the roof availability is really scarce we're six to eight weeks out from any pc builds um and then when we want to order them we're talking you know we're we're putting 24 pcs in there so those six to eight weeks easily become 10 to 12 Um, so it's it's difficult to acquire the equipment um you know the building can be ready to go but we've got to put stuff in there to actually be able to play so
0: right now what do you put on like i remember like when we used to put servers in we used to plan a four to five year shelf when we put network switches in we'd plan like a six seven year shelf what for like gaming pcs when you have like fickle gamers i mean are we looking at an 18 to 24 month or can you extend it, it that's a great question Um, uh, the reality of it is um
2: it's really the video cards that that are the the upgradable component that you have to worry about and i'd say you're probably still in the 24 month range with that um i mean you can certainly go back to a a, a pc that's six or eight years old and play a decent number of games and you're play something like fortnite which is hot garbage but um you know oops sorry did i say that oh no
0: no it's um, all right
2: you know but i mean you know is it is the interesting thing about it, right? When you talk about competitive gaming, you're you're in a different category than those that are casual gamers and are looking for the most beautiful imagery, right? You fire up Skyrim on Ultimate or Crisis on Ultimate or something like that, and you're looking for the you know the best look. That's not about competitive gaming. Competitive gaming is about how quickly can I spot my enemy, get a headshot, whatever. Um, And those two things don't really go together. So that kind of extends the life of a PC because you're really not worried about the highest quality of everything in a competitive scenario.
0: So going all the way back, did you... Because I'll be damned, you know, I've been playing games since my dad originally bought Pong, Atari 2600. I've had every gaming console that's ever come out. I never foresaw what happened to this to this I don't even want to call it, this new industry the whole just the e-sports this you know going to um you know you know going to like stadiums and, and watching people play video games and this the Twitch phenomenon where people are watching games all day um you know did you even smell this coming i mean this it just seems like this was like out of the blue and go what in the living hell just happened
2: um, well, we kind of knew the competitive landscape existed. Um, like everything, though, it's commercialization. So as soon as somebody realized, you know, whatever, take Coca Cola for example, realized that hey, we can sponsor a gaming tournament and then we'll sell more more Coke. Red Bull was probably on the forefront of that. Where I mean, they <laughs> they clearly have some the most absurd events right you know you dress up in some silly outfit and go down a slide and whatever the deal is so there's not that much of a stretch between that and competitive gaming um so we kind of knew it was coming uh we just didn't realize it would grow as quickly as it did um i mean but the reality of it is you know uh, in terms of uh entertainment medium uh video games are larger than anything so it's not like it's that far-fetched uh you get uh, the league of legends uh, finals were bigger than super bowl so in terms of viewers
0: well uh, on us let's, let's stop on that because that's that's the one that blows my mind the most so put that into perspective super bowl gets what 60 70 million households watching it
2: yeah that, it's uh i think the number was somewhere around 70 and uh league was o- over
0: 90
2: and you're so. talking
0: super bowl is what people take days off for planned parties uh it's 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 a, it's a holiday and just something like a league of legends which which probably what the majority of people don't even know what it is if you ask them on the street what is league of legends i don't know and that out out watch the super bowl it literally blows my mind yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors involved there, right? Uh,
2: you know, we, we talk about sports in, in comparison of some sorts, but it's really not fair to compare the two. Um, it, you know, video games have an unfair advantage, right? right. Um, I've never played football and never plan on it. So, uh, but I've also played more than one game. So you talk about the amount of, competitive video games that exist in the world versus competitive sports at the level of, you know, professional football or soccer or baseball. uh, There's certainly a lot more players, right? We can all get into it. It, There's no real barrier of entry. Uh, As long as you can perform with a mouse, keyboard, controller, monitor, whatever uh, you can get into the game.
0: So, but like old man, like me, is not going to be able to compete or can I, because I, I remember hearing an interesting thing against other about, old men. Is there an over right. 40 league? Uh, we call anything over 30s a senior league. Oh, God.
2: So, I mean, it's, but it's no different, right? I mean, are you uh, outside of uh, some hockey players that made it into their 40s, right? <laughs> right. Uh, you've got a timeout for everything. Um,
0: what is it? Just a, yeah. is this an eye hand coordination thing? Like- Reaction time. 20, 24 is your peak.
2: Uh, you you start to decline at 24 in in esports.
0: Um, so, so how, how is that? Me- is, do, is there things to measure that? Because like again, that blows my mind. I'm like completely. Because I think I'm I, I don't I'm not awesome at Call of Duty, but I think I am. Um, but like you know, how do they measure? Like is it reaction time? Is it?
2: The, I mean, all that data, that's, that's the beauty of it, right? It's all electronic. It's all stored. It's, you know, the game knows all of your stats immediately the second that they happen. There's no statisticians sitting there going, yep, that was a ball. That's a strike. Nobody's, you know, documenting that by hand. It's all electronic. It's known the second that it happens. So every, you know, games like MOBAs like League are uh um, actions per minute actions per second um actions per minute is usually the number that they go with and that is basically you know how quickly you're moving your characters and you can tell how many mouse clicks and how even how the speed is the pointer on the screen i mean it's crazy
0: well that was the one thing we always talked about that i told uh i was talking to one of my cousins he's in college still And uh, I was telling him, you know, he wanted to play Call of Duty with me, and I said, I'm sitting on my recliner looking at a 70 inch TV, and he started laughing. He goes, "No wonder why you get your ass kicked." I'm like, "I'm not, you know, I'm not that bad." He goes, "There's kids on 19 inch monitors with their with their specialized mouse and their you know blue lens glasses that are just are going to just run circles around you." And I'm like, "That's seems ridiculous, but I mean, what's I guess obviously it's reaction time again. That's it's
2: that's actually an. an interesting ongoing argument within the community so you're matched against people with similar skills so you're doing good against the other people that are doing what you're doing um, you're never going to get into a lobby with any, you know anybody from hundred thieves or phase or anybody like that because they're still levels so high that the game won't match you with them And that's one of their complaints that they don't get to go around and crush people. They have to fight against people that are actually trying to beat them
0: and they get angry about it, which I think is ridiculous. Um, But if you're a pro, then you don't get to play against high school kids in football. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's, you know, it just reminds me of Seinfeld, right?
2: (laughs) Where you got uh, Kramer going to karate with all the kids and he's just smacking them around. And I'm like, well yeah, that's why that doesn't work,
0: you know. <laughs> right.
2: So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. So um yeah, so it's, it's skills based matchmaking is what it's called. And most most people don't like it because of that scenario where oh man, I've go I've gotta go up against people that are at the same level as me. But I think that's just how everything works, right? You have different divisions in sports and you're not gonna play against the kids that are terrible um and and just ruin their day so it's not not really not right
0: but uh, so that's a that's another interesting talk that kind of leads into that the whole difference between being really really good and hacking cheating i know like in call of duty they got a huge problem not all games do but you know how sometimes it's obvious but sometimes these people are really really good like how does a normal person and I I guess what Raven and they suspended what half a million accounts already. So this is pretty widespread. I mean, how do you differentiate between someone just being awesome and, and someone using a cheat?
2: I mean, that's hard, right? I mean, there's so much to it. Uh, You almost have to see it happen in a lot of cases. And, and, you know, as you know, um, COD and other games have a way to report hackers, but yeah, how, you know, oh, I'm mad that you that you drew your weapon faster than I did. So you're hacking. Yeah, I mean that's it's just becomes this situation where you know they don't really have the resources to deal with millions of players and all the fake reports because somebody's just pissed. Um, well, that was I got it's banned. A difficult scenario.
0: And I got banned, and I couldn't. I'm not good. So either because I was a you know what you consider toxic you know what I mean me I'm having fun with my buddies yeah I'm gonna be a you know little dicky once in a while but that doesn't mean as you get but you like people get angry like you could just you could tell like they're just you know it yeah. just, well, and you've it,
2: got that after after yeah. action audio going on i don't i use discord so I don't hear any of it but <laughs> um yeah it's they got it's, rid of it was my left favorite left. part <laughs> I've left it on before. Man, that's nasty.
0: Um, that was my joke. If you ever thought there was a, if you thought racism was done in the world and then just wait till call of duty game ends. <laughs> <Right.
2: Yes. laughs> Listen to the 30 seconds after a match and go, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's bad. It's bad. But yeah, I mean, that's difficult, right? You, you just don't know. Um, I mean, Hector and, um uh, people called out for cheating in, in the pro circles too. So, you know, uh, they use uh, aim assist on their PC uh, I mean they get banned for life they're never allowed to compete again
0: um, I've seen it in tournaments there's some of the life. some of the YouTubers I follow like people brought it into a tournament like yeah just yeah. To, and again like knowing I don't know knowing coding you couldn't make something that's hardened where you couldn't add to it like I think it's almost like they want it to occur, to occur. Like, am I, am I stupid thinking that? Cause like there's ways to make it like clash Royale, our dumb game, me and Randy play there's, you can't cheat in it. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause they wrote the code. So it's, it's impossible, but yet Ravensoft and Activision with billion dollar companies have these huge issues. Yeah, I mean, there's,
2: uh, it comes back down to, uh, it's an interesting way to look at it. And I don't know how popular that game is compared to, in in comparison to COD, for example, right? Um, Or even, I mean, you play that on PC? you play it in a browser? Do you play it on your phone? I mean, there's all different variations of all that kind of stuff. Um, But I used to, I, I think back to the, the old Apple ads where they're like, you know, we don't get viruses and we don't get all these other things. And it's like, well, right, because nobody gives a shit. You know, you've got 1% of the market share. Whoop de do! I'm not going to focus on the 1%. I'm going to focus on the 99% of the market share or 75% that Windows has. And, yeah, that's why Windows has all these viruses and things like that. Because we're going after where the the value of it is. So it could be the same type of situation where it's just not worth the effort. Um, but I mean, I've, I, I'm pretty sure Clash has a tournament, don't they? Um, yeah, stadium tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen once where people play on tablets, right? Which is the kind of a it's almost as silly as a PC thing, but it's uh, really weird. Like these guys are all holding up their tablets and they're sitting at, on a chair playing their mobile game instead of uh, a PC game. That's really
1: weird thing to watch but yeah i feel like playing that game on a tablet versus on a phone is harder because you have longer for your finger to travel when you're dragging units onto the battlefield and things
0: it's the same as me on my 70 inch tv and the guy on his you know 27 inch monitor it's saying you know yeah i'm playing on the tablet in essence um but yeah just uh turn off, turn off aim assist next time let's see how you go oh but see like there's uh, apparently like I was watching a couple of videos on it and there's companies that are like 30 bucks a month and they'll give you this or it's like a, you're, it's like another monthly bill these kids are paying. So they get, you know, get to see through walls, get to aim assist, get to do the, you know, right. all that garbage. But it's like instead of just, you know, you just thought it was script kitty crap. No, no, no. There's actually like underground companies selling subscriptions yeah. to cheat and games.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, but hey, uh, every every competitive something or other has had it, right? So it's not like yeah. it's not immune to it for any reason. Um, it's difficult. I mean, in our environment where where high score is going to operate, we control everything, right? You can't come in there with any code. You can't install anything on the PCs. We don't allow anything like that. So not saying that somebody couldn't find a way around it. I'm sure somebody will work really hard to try, but uh, for the most part, they don't have access to any of the, any of the files or the operating system or anything like that uh, in our environment. So at least that's pretty controlled. Um, we even encourage that they bring their own keyboard and mouse and headset so that they have their own environment to work with. You know, sure. Same way you would you would bring your own ball or bat or anything else when you go to practice. That
0: was the one time I saw it was the Street Fighter tournament. I saw everybody bringing in their their uh, battle pads or I don't know what they're called. And I'm yeah. like, the hell is that? And they go, that's their own joystick. I go. This thing's like big, like a desk, and they're carrying yeah, it around, yeah. like like and like a softball bag.
2: They're they're incredibly expensive and customizable, and it's just yeah, they're 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 pretty cool. Um,
0: what when you say expensive? What's expensive?
2: Uh, they can go up to well over a thousand. Jeez, it all depends on you know what you want, which switches you want, which you know the whole deal. Right. I mean, and then they have custom graphics and all this other kind of stuff. So they can they can definitely
0: go up pretty high. Right, right. So like gaming now is everything in play in terms of competitiveness, or is like where do they start and stop in terms of what games are uh competitive versus kind of ones? I mean, obviously Assassin's Creed and things like that. Is it just every multiplayer game gets put in, in into that category or um there there's certainly
2: it's a it's an interesting scenario. It, it all depends on how you're going to do it, right? You can't just be. Uh, it's not as simple as FIFO, right? Whoever has the highest score wins. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it. They do it by number of, you know, number of kills, uh, duration of time in the zone, all this other kind of stuff. There's a lot of stats that they can apply to it to score. So because of that you can pretty much make anything competitive. Um, I'd say for the most part, you, you're going to focus on multiplayer, of course, but I'm fairly certain I've seen some non-multiplayer games turn into a competitive game.
0: Well, um, wasn't uh, during quarantine, Was didn't they have a uh, NASCAR race, an eSports NASCAR race, like on Channel 2? I was yep. like, wait a minute, is this a video game? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell sometimes, too,
2: which was, it was good, interesting yeah. thing. Yeah. It looks really good. Uh, yeah, the guys had racing chairs in their houses, and and they were all... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was... I mean, but again, it's multiplayer, right? So you can pretty much make it competitive. And that's a situation where, hey, whoever comes across the finish line first wins. So uh, that's pretty easy to score, I guess, in a way. But uh, yeah, um, and that's kind of going back to the thought process, right? I don't know how many professional sports have super bowl level um tournaments at the end of the end of the season um you know i kind of use six as my my number big six professional sports and you compare that to professional video games and we're talking hundreds right so that's kind of that's kind of a defining difference between the two is that it's not as easy to say well um I play first-person shooters, so I'm good at cotton and Battlefield and uh, CS:GO and all the others. Right? It, it's not about that. You'll we you won't find a pro crossing over uh, trying to do a Jordan. You know, they're going to stick with their their specific game, not even genre or style.
0: So you're saying Call of Duty can't switch over to Battlefield? It, to me, it seems very especially now that they're kind of blending them almost in the 2042
2: one in a in a competitive scenario it's difficult um you know i think csgo is a great example of that you do get some players going over to valorant which is the riot version of csgo um because they're very similar but from a a pro perspective just like any pro they're practicing they're looking at films they're trying to understand their competitors and their moves and their strategies. And you don't really switch over all the time. You know, you're not going to finish your football season and start playing hockey. Uh, It's just not. It's in the very same scenario, right? You just don't. You don't have a lot of people doing that. Uh, And, and yeah, you could easily switch. I shouldn't say easily, but you can't. The transition is easier from. One first person shooter to another first person shooter, but if you're going to go at a professional level, you're probably not going to switch around that much. Mm. And know, that it goes back
0: and that goes to uh, you brought up practice, and that's another thing that always blows my mind. Um, you're saying these, you know, I'm going to call them kids, you know, granted, they're, they're young adults, um, are practicing like eight hours a day. I know if I play Call of Duty for more than two hours in a row, my eyes start watering and I'm crying, <laughs> um, like how do they have to train to like be that focused for that long? Cause I could think that that would just, just destroy your eyes, let alone, let, having carp, let alone having carpal tunnel.
2: Yeah, it's a full-time job. Uh, and it's a, just like any other full-time repetitive job. You have the same situations, right? I mean, there's really no different, no difference between, I shouldn't say that. The, <laughs> um, all of the office workers Sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day, and they yeah. use a keyboard and a mouse. Now they're not doing it at the highest level that these guys are doing it at, um, but keep in mind that uh, a pro esports team is probably not in front of the PC practicing in their given map or game uh, for those eight hours. They're they got a nutritionist involved. They have uh, a physical therapist involved and exercise the whole i mean it's just like any other uh activity at that level when you're a professional you have other professionals helping you achieve the highest levels so it's uh it's a lot more to it i mean you you go and take a look at any one of the esports jobs or or look at hundred thieves or look at uh Faze or Navi or any one of the teams that are pro teams and you'll see that they have an entire staff of people involved um, from you know the physical physical mental uh nutrition the whole deal it's it's pretty incredible
0: they have the uh, Cartman's mom job to switch out <laughs> the Home Depot bucket i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> It's, <laughs> no these guys
2: live in palaces man have you ever seen any of their gaming houses oh my gosh
0: i know i saw like uh, they always do they always have to do the video like look at my new house i bought with my advertising money we're like dude yeah. i used to like you i used to like your videos but now <laughs> well it's the
2: it's the new version of cribs right and we sell totally. that same crap on cribs yeah like oh great so yeah i stand here and grab my crotch all the time and yeah look at my multi-million dollar house
0: awesome yeah, one crappy song and then like, look what I'm driving, you know. Um, So let's get back to the Hawk real quick where uh, yeah. you guys are going to be. Is this going to be open to the public? Are you – is there going to be colleges training there? Are you guys going to have tournaments? Is it all the above? It, it's all the above.
2: Um, we're, I'm very – so a lot of the research I've done has – really driven me away from just being open to the public where you just go, hey, it's seven bucks an hour, come on in and sit down and play some games. Um, That's a very casual scenario. And high score is more, we're focused on achieving a a level of competitiveness with the players that come in. We want to be serious. Uh, We used to do uh, parties, for example, at the Ferndale location. And the problem with the parties was Hey, these kids would come in or adults, even adults were the worst, actually. Um, they come in and just kind of had it, right? No, no structure. They're just whatever game was on, they'd want to play it. They play for a few minutes and they go on to the next thing or whatever. Um, and, and we decided that we didn't really want high score to be that environment. We wanted it to be an environment where you play, you get better, um, you have some structure to what's happening. So uh, even from a birthday party perspective, hey, it's it's the Warzone party and we're going to put some structure behind a Warzone event and you're going to come in and you're going to play uh, for 45 minutes and it's going to be X number of rounds and the whole deal uh, versus just come on in and sit down and do whatever you want for 45 minutes. So, so
0: uh, I remember when I was, uh, I want to say I was 10, and my friend was one of like the first one in the whole entire block to get pitfall. And his entire birthday party was competitive pitfall. And the one that got the highest points got like the bucket of candy. And I ended up winning. I know. It was, you know. But back then, though, you would take, would take a Polaroid of your score, then you'd mail it in. So, I mean, like, again, the, as much as I say the competitive stuff is new, it's never been new. It's always been, you know, putting ass in the video game at the butterfly suite, you know, getting the number right. one score on right. Defender, you know.
2: Yep, it's what high scores is the name was from Uh, there's more to the name than that. And, you know, whether or not we get into that or not, That's up to you. But um, but that's essentially the same thing, right? It's a leaderboard. It's the you know, who's uh, especially at our facility where the the Hawk is going to be the first one that we reopen and we plan on opening multiples. And it's going to be a competitive situation between our own facilities. And ideally, even other people's facilities. Uh, so there, there are certainly places in uh, within a ecosystem that exists today uh, that controls all the the computers and things like that. That same ecosystem contains the scores. So we could be playing against a facility in California and uh, comparing our leaderboard versus their leaderboard. Um, so it's, it's certainly an environment where we're we're really really focusing on the competitive side. Of
0: so you're trying to more or less. I'm company ABC, and I got all my sales reps, and I want to give them a day. You know, instead of going to Top Golf, hey, we're gonna go there and we're gonna play Battlefield 2042, and winner gets a new driver. You know, whatever new golf driver. You know what I mean? So I mean, something like that. Certainly, certainly. I mean, you look at going to
2: Top Top Golf, right? And I don't even know if there's any structure to going there, right? Are you just going there to to drive some balls, call it a day,
0: get a bucket, that kind of thing? Or is there some kind of have you played? No, I oh so it's set up like it's almost like darts. So there's like let's say a dozen giant holes. So but in each one there's scores within the target so it's basically dart boards all over. So if you want to just take pull out your nine iron and chip into the closest one, that's easy. You can do that or if you want to drive and hit the farthest ones, you get more points. So gotcha. you get there's strategy to it. Like you, if you want to, you know, hit the long ball hit, you know, if you're better at mid-range, it's just all about racking up. It's all like playing 501 darts but with golf balls. Okay. Got it, okay. Got it. And it's you each ball's got an RFID and you know what I mean? It's 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 super fun. You know, but I've never went there and go I'm going to kick your ass and we just go there and goof. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Well, we're able to do something a little different in in our scenario in our environment because we're able to build teams and have them work together. Uh, now, we probably wouldn't pick uh, a bunch of random people that have never played games before and stick them into something like Battlefield, uh, where there's a lot to learn. Uh, but we can certainly put them into more casual games, and it's it becomes a team building exercise uh, working together. Hey, your job is to handle this. Your job is to handle that. And you, you work together to achieve a goal. And and I think uh, rocket leagues, I think would the coworker. best one
0: for that. You know, just it's put, put four people example. together and just, yeah. Act like idiots and, ah, oh, right. you know, but yeah. you're not angry if you lose.
2: Right. Right. Well and you're teaching your team of four against their team of four to, work together, I mean, pick some people from different departments and that kind of thing. So yeah. we have a lot of flexibility with the games we pick uh, to put things together like that.
0: So we're going to take a left turn real quick. Uh, Jason just chimed in. Great question, actually. What's the best way for people to invest in esports? Even if, Is that even a thing yet? Sure. Uh,
2: there's a handful of public, um, publicly held esports companies. Uh, two that I own are uh, GMBL, uh, which is actually, as you can imagine, eSports gambling. Um, and then there's a, uh, I can't remember, I, I can definitely look it up and I can post it later on. There's another one that's uh, primarily into the uh, investing in the eSports ecosystem behind the scenes, so marketing, advertising, uh, all the money that comes uh, through that side of it, so there are certain companies that have very interesting investments into esports, and some that you would never even imagine. I mean, uh, Mercedes, uh, uh, Luton, I mean, there's there's a handful of them, and you probably wouldn't even know it if you if you saw it. Ford just got into it with uh,
0: Rocket League, as a matter of fact. So. Oh yeah, they're putting their cars in. I saw that. Yeah. Yep, yep. You're gonna have F-150s in Rocket League. So, well, I remember it uh, wasn't wasn't that that, wasn't the early iterations of Call of Duty. They were like selling billboards. I forget which games there were, but there was like street art and billboards that had like company logos on it. And they had to be like super yep. quiet about it because they didn't want it to be like you know whore the game out. But well,
2: yeah. So NBA 2K is probably the biggest whore of the deal, right? Um, you know, in between periods, you're, you've got ads, literal ads that you would see on TV in the video game that you just paid $60 for. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's go to the movies. People off.
0: Well, it's like going yeah, to the right. movies? Half yep. an hour of, yep. you know. Well,
2: it's almost like going to the movies, right? I can choose to not get there until the movie starts. Right, right, right. But in, yeah. in this scenario, I go to the movie, I pay $15 for my movie, and then they stop the movie in 10 minutes and go, hey, here's a Coca-Cola ad. <laughs> Hey, uh, by the wait. way,
0: Jason just chimed in and said uh, since you just said uh, GMBL on a podcast, kind of like Elon Musk with Doge. Now it's, you know, GMBL to the moon. Like, you know, you heard it here first. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, I, I certainly do not have that influence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder no, I how's, I do. Doge, how's Doge doing now anyway. Now I got to look that up when, when we're done. Um, so, uh, you know, when, let's say you guys plan on opening up September. Um, you know, do they need to be a member of the Farmington Hills community? Do they need to like to buy passes to you know, like you know, kind of like you know, because it's community center. So, I guess how how do, how do people get to be a part of it?
2: Right. That that's a great that's a great question, and I I don't think anybody's actually asked that yet. Uh, as far as High Score goes, no, they do not have to be a member of. They don't have to be a resident of Farmington Hills, and they don't have to be a member of the Hawk to come to High Score. Um. Now the hope is that on their, when they come to High Score, they see that facility and they say, holy, I wanna be a member. Um, And ideally get a membership there. You can be, you can join as a resident or non-resident. And so as far as we're concerned, you will, you'll be allowed to use some of the amenities. So they're going to have, uh, they have food there. uh, They have a liquor license there. So we'll actually have alcohol as well. and certain areas of the facility that are just kind of included with your trip to high score uh but then the rest of the facility of course is part of uh part of the hawk pass where you'd have to have a membership of the for the hawk to get to it um uh, they've got a, a really awesome swimming pool a full gym they have theaters maker spaces it's, it's an incredible incredible facility so um uh, the hope is that, Hey, you're going to come in and play some video games and maybe you want to be a member of the facility as well. Um, we will likely have a membership style, uh, in addition to our leagues, um, a membership program as well. Uh, but we haven't, we haven't worked that one out yet.
0: And there's going to be what, two podcast studios there. Uh,
2: multiple podcast studios and a full broad TV broadcast studio. Okay. Um, It's, I've toured the facility multiple times throughout its build, and it is a 700 person theater in there. Um, It's, it's an incredible, incredible building. And we're looking forward to having some, some of the tournaments that were held in hotels in the area, like in the, the basement conference room of a hotel. It's just a terrible feeling there. Uh, we're hoping to bring some of those to that beautiful theater at the Hawk instead. Uh, have a VIP up at High Score for the people that want to pay a little extra and get some game time in, and then uh, actually have the tournament held in the theater downstairs.
0: So, that sounds killer.
2: It is. It is an amazing building, and we're we're super excited to be part of it. Uh, it's like I said, it's gonna be our first first reopened facility after we close
0: Ferndale, so we're pretty. Pretty pumped. Well, I think it's not just a, 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 a statement for the gaming community; it's a statement for the cities that you know, because they all compare their their you know what's and they're going to unzip and they're going to go. Well, far, look what Farmington Hills has. We need to step up our game. Um, I can see this thing being like ramping up very quickly around the state, at least around Metro Detroit.
2: We we had a massive influx of uh, inquiries. Uh, the taking the lead in the cities. Uh, are the parks and recs departments. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, I, I'm not going to say that they're losing activity, but they're losing activities. Right. I mean, people just aren't signing up for the programs that they had, like they used to. Right. I'm, you know, I don't think I've ever taken a knitting class. Um, so you should, yeah, it's <laughs> what I hear. It's good for my, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dexterity. Um, but, this is this is an offering to the residents that I'd say are thirty and below. Um, you know we certainly have capabilities to do uh, everything at any age, but uh, I think those are the most interested uh, demographics would be the thirty and below crowd that I mean you know, that and that kids
0: avoid, crowd. let's be honest, kids avoid community centers like the plague. You might as well say we're going to grandma's on Sunday, right. you know?
2: <laughs> right, right. I mean, so think about that from that perspective. Is just the ability to get them into this building and have them see the other amenities there too. Um, you know, as a parent, I'm gonna go. Well, if this is what it takes to get you here, and I can have you spend some time in the pool before you go up to high score, fantastic. Uh, So we really get a lot of the uh, parks and recs departments reaching out to us now going, all right, how do we incorporate this? Uh, A lot of them have made the mistake of just going, well, we just bought 12 PCs and we don't know what to do with them. It's like, well, they were out of date when you bought them and now you're have a plan for them. So they're going to get old and stale pretty quick. Uh, So it's important to just like anything you would do is to have a plan for why you're doing it in the first place. And that's really what, we're what we're there to do
0: i know you had a lot of talks with some national chains about like carving out like kind of dead space and putting these types of things in what was uh and none of them like you know they all kind of they all kind of slowed down what was the re you know was it was it that like who's gonna run it why you know what what game and it sounds like a logistical nightmare if you put that thing into like a a big restaurant and figure out you know Right, yeah, you you take a chain restaurant or a chain movie theater, and you know, especially
2: the theaters were interested in that. They're like, well, you know, we've got this big space, and it it has to be designed around. It has to be functional, right? You can't just decide to take four walls and build a restaurant. You actually have to have a plan, put a kitchen and an area for all the kegs of beer and a refrigeration system i mean there's more to it than just saying well what what people were doing with esports is going well i've got four tables and i can put some pcs on here and so yeah now we're doing esports and it's a serious business you can't pretend <laughs> you can't pretend to be part of it uh you'll get found out pretty quickly uh it's it's uh kind of one of the running jokes is uh the pr people uh with one of the facilities we were working with uh where was they were using the term e-gaming and i saw it in a few news articles from different sources and i i reached out to them. i'm like where are they getting this word and they're like well you know that's that's what we're putting out there i'm like you just don't get to call it whatever you want it, it's <laughs> it actually has a name and you know you don't call nascar car driving left turning <laughs> You don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. Um, and and that's kind of the scenario that we're, we're trying to convince people of is, Hey, there's a way to do this. And it's not just, well, if I put some PCs up, it'll be fine. Um, there's a lot of work involved and a lot of management involved. Um, um,
0: you know, keeping things up to date. It's kind of like my buddy that just put up these, Three huge bookcases full of Marvel figures. Then has his nephews over and tells them they can't touch it. You know, imagine having a six-year-old kid coming into one of these restaurants, having all these beautiful PCs and this whole thing, and going, "No, you you can't." And then the dad going, "Well, why can't Junior play with these PCs?" And then 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 it's it becomes hell. Like I can just envision it being becoming a little hell.
2: Well, they they treat the people that were trying to do that were treating it like arcade games. Right. Yeah. And and arcade cabinets are built a certain way for a certain reason. Beat the shit out of them. Handle the abuse. Right. Sure. And uh, PCs are incredibly delicate and not designed for that type of uh, environment where they can just put put out in open and and left alone, and you can spill your coffee or your your beer or pop on it, and it just wipe off. Uh, Yeah. It's it's a and again, you've got Pac-Man, Pac-Man plays Pac-Man. <laughs> this PC plays a thousand games. So you can't say we'll pick one of the thousand games and play it. Well, you know, as well as anybody else that has a council knows, um, there's an update all the time, isn't there? And sometimes it's huge and takes a long time. And imagine having a thousand games with a thousand updates. And somebody sits down to play, and they go, "Well, no, we don't have the latest update on here right now, so you can't play online." It, it's not a scenario you want to run into, and that's why just having people try and do this on their own is it—it it doesn't work.
0: Again, sounds like hell. <laughs> um, Very easily. <laughs> so, how do we? Uh, how does everybody find you online to keep uh, to date on your schedule and releases and all that stuff? Uh, all the we post all the info at
2: highscoreesports.com, and uh, we will be very soon. Uh, we're going to be hiring somebody to handle all the socials, so we'll have constant updates going out across uh, the major platforms on that side as well. But for right now, we're putting all the updates on the website uh, as we go. We're we're in a holding pattern right now until everything gets finalized at the hawk and all the build buildouts done and. Uh, and we're ready to actually start putting some PCs in. We're going to do a, uh, a time lapse of the build-out and everything, too, so you we'll be able to watch it online. Um, not that you want to see people putting electrical in, but um, the whole thing's going to be out there, so you can see us uh, build it all out.
0: It's gonna be pretty I'm going to start the over-40 Warzone League, just for the record. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, <laughs> is that the super senior citizens?
1: Ah.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the golfers. It's over 50, but we're doing it over 40. So I don't know 40. if there's any over 50, because uh, I'd be uh, the early adopters. Were I'm probably like right at the top of the age group of like people that have had gaming. Like they're almost in their entire lives. So Right. I mean, you think about that. Our kids have never known anything else. Yeah. Right.
2: Grew up from day one with games. So uh, that's the generation we're talking to.
1: I was. I mean, even it. I grew up with games. I grew up with you know Oregon Trail and well, well you've always said he doesn't count. You've always said <laughs> dysentery, though. Randy so it was kind of normal. <laughs> uh,
0: <huh. laughs> too right. easy. No, but I remember like <laughs> playing Pong, enthralled by Pong, and then playing Atari Tanks. Play it now. Play Atari Tanks now. It's <laughs> god awful. Like I'm not even curving the bullet sucks, and I used to play. <laughs> Atari bowling, just a pile of shit, and 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 we were we were so happy to have that. Well, think about you.
2: You know, we we were talking about this the other day, right? The attention span is a big deal. You've got to constantly have an update. You have to put new, you know, new weapons, new maps, new everything, uh, new. Modes into the games just to keep people interested in it and and keep them attentive. You talk about Warzone; you got a a game that's free, uh, free to play, but they're doing hundreds of millions of dollars in sales every month for their free to play game, Um, and that's one of the reasons why. Uh, I'm not going to deny it. I mean, I got the uh, the '80s pack with John McLean in it because, okay, of
0: course I did. And, bare feet you know, and, and all comeback. yeah yeah i know it yeah so so that was one of the things i totally forgot to bring up but i that i wanted to earlier is <laughs> i don't want to call out warzone because i'm the idiot that does it too but you got you got all the all the youtubers like oh my god this gun's the new meta and it shreds and then you use the gun and they're right it's it's overpowered and it ruins, it kind of ruins the game for people that aren't using it Right. But then you find out wait a minute you only got this gun if you bought up to level 20 battle pass on season 4 otherwise you have to like either find it on the ground which is rare or you have to unlock it by doing something unthinkable like you know 15 running headshots in the dark and <laughs> with your eyes closed um, right, right. so like they they and and I went start we started talking I go oh my god remember season 3 was this then it was the DMR it was the AUG. then it was the DMR and then it was the the Mac 10 they're overpowered, then they fix it. But then yep. they, I, I, I'm like, I'll be damned if they don't do that shit on purpose. So you buy the battle pass, so you get the gun, so you can have that competitive advantage. You
1: and know. That's
2: it, right? They They put that gun at level 19 or level 21 so that you get that fast track to 20 for $20 instead of the $5 that it normally is. And, yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's clearly a marketing strategy involved in all this. Um, and it, it's funny, the, the the weapons are one piece of it, but the skins are really the, I think that's where everything comes from. And that's where all the, um, I mean, it's where all the money that Fortnite makes is these players want to have the coolest skins on their characters. And I don't know, it's, I guess... I'm guilty as well. Like I said, I needed to have John McClane. I don't know why, but I, I bought, I it. bought the,
0: cl- I bought the clown. Trust me. I, I, not, <laughs> right. I, I know like, Mark, does, Mark had to buy the, the gameplay, right? Right. Mark it had to buy the, uh, any different. no, Mark had to be Thor, like the, whatever the shirtless Thor guy, you know? <laughs> so like we all have our like own, you know, we all bought it. It's like we're all we're all suckers too. It's just you know, it's like then after you pay for it, you're like, oh my god, you, you got me, like oh you you son of a bitch, <laughs> you know. And we're all guilty of, we're so guilty of it, you know.
2: Sure, sure. That's and you wonder why sense, you know
0: makes it fun, all right And that's what I that's why I was like, what got to make that one game that you know because when I found out, um, what you gonna call was fifteen bucks a month, Leroy Leroy Jenkins, what was a uh, World of Warcraft. And I'm like, people are paying fifteen dollars a month to play this game. I go, I'll just buy Assassin's Creed One. I'm good. Like you know, like you know, that's yeah. not going to be the only game I'm going to play all year. But the, you know, that's not what everyone else did too. It's just, I didn't have gaming as part of my budget like most people did at that point. You know, in their lives. Well, I mean, you talk about that now, right? And it's becoming a subscription. You all know, of it, like like like
2: Game Pass. Uh, EA has it. Ubisoft has it. Microsoft
1: has it. I got to say, Microsoft Game Pass seems like a hell of a deal for, what, 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month if you're on the PC. You get every game available for Xbox. Whereas one game Everything is Everything that 60? their studios make. Yeah. 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 But, but you I have mean, to download every one, though. So you need, la, you need a 40 terabyte drive <laughs> if you're going to play them all. But if you, you know, play it for a while to you're bored, uninstall it, download the next one. For 10 to 15 bucks a month, why not?
2: Yeah, it it is. It's almost absurd, right? I I start to think about that, and there's no scenario in which it doesn't make sense for me. So, am I going to buy X number of games in a year uh, from this this publisher? And odds are, let's say, three. Um, uh, Yes, it's likely that I will buy three at $60 a pop. Okay, or I get a subscription for 15 bucks a month and I'm good to go and I get more than three. So, and the day they come out without having to do anything, I'm not, I haven't bought a physical copy of anything in a long time. Um, just download them all and, like, like Randy said, uninstall one. It's time to move on.
0: See, so the problem was that it took me like three days to download a game because you don't watch it, then it goes to sleep. And then you turn, you know, the TV shut on the morning, then you do it again, and then, you know, it's still not done, you know. And I got like, I think I got 400 meg down to my house. It's not like, you know, I got some, you know, T1 line.
2: Games are huge now, though, right? And and they're optimized now. You can get halfway through the download and start playing. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of things have changed over the years based on the current scenario. Um, and the way they're delivering things. So, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah,
0: huge market. But Hey, I sincerely appreciate the, your insight into the gaming life. It always blows my mind. Every time I hear some of these stats and these numbers and this stuff going on in this business, Uh, but appreciate spending uh, episode 400 with us. This is a big deal for us and uh, you know, we we can't thank you enough. Um, So, Hey, We're going to wrap things up for this episode 400 of the IT and the D show on behalf of uh, Bob and Randy. Do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it. Bye. Thanks, Sammy.